0: Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen well happy uh eight years of faith hill amen praise the lord and man what a way to do it with the youth just taking over man nothing blesses my heart uh than young people on fire for jesus amen it's just awesome and i was talking to the teachers i told them i said man i think we should do this every three months you know i'm getting addicted to just seeing young people you know just take off amen and so we're going to be uh, uh, doing this a lot more often, just see our what our young people are doing there. Uh, every Sunday, I get the privilege of hearing what happens down there. And man, I'm telling you, it's amazing. Uh, three weeks ago, I think, they had a ministry session at the youth and the young people started prophesying one to another words of knowledge. Things were flowing and uh, in fact, they were laying hands on the sick and praying for them and seeing uh, them get healed. They're just on fire. Amen. And so we want to Uh, 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 invite them into uh, the main service so they can take over. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Because we know we're running towards the finish line. (laughs) Amen. And so we better start making plans, right? Amen. I'm telling you, man, I was in England and I saw the Anglican church uh, sell buildings to pubs and what's interesting about some of those buildings because they are three four hundred years old uh, the people who buy them the uh, uh, pubs they say uh, the government and the city council tells them you can't uh, change anything on the building so as you walk in it looks like a church It still has all the different things of the it it is an altar and the altar is where they serve the booths it's amazing (laughs) It's amazing. I walked in there because I grew up Anglican. I walked in there just to check it out. And, man, I was getting ready to. And I said, man, but that's not the altar. You know, that's just, you know, the, 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 the bar, you know. And so we really need to be investing in young people. If you are not investing in young people or being intentional about reaching young people, your vision is already dead. Because it 's going to die with you. amen. And so let 's go quickly to First Timothy uh, chapter number four, verse 12. we're going to do this real quick. Uh, the Bible says this about the youth, and I want to encourage all the young people that are here with this verse. The Bible says, "Do not let anyone despise you because you are young. But be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Amen. And so what we are seeing with our young people is they are stepping up and uh, they are not ashamed of the gospel. And man, it means uh, the teachers, all of us, the parents, man, we're doing such a good job and we we just continue to pray God's grace uh, that they may continue on that path. Amen. And so, uh, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the 10 lepers. Today, we're going going to uh, take a little detour. We've been talking about grace and its effect. Today we're going to talk about uh, Thanksgiving. Amen. The power of Thanksgiving. Almost every year around this time uh, we talk about Thanksgiving and uh, we all go on a fast. Who remembers what kind of fast we usually go on? It's a no complaining fast. Amen. I said Amen. <laughs> It's a no-complaining fast. The reason we go on a no-complaining fast is because the word "complaining," the original root word for complaining, means to remain another night or to stay another night. And so, every time you complain, uh, you are extending your stay in the place that you are at. It's as if you know you've checked into this hotel, uh, complain hotel, uh, you know, and uh, when your checkout day is is approaching, so you can go to. Uh, the next destination, next breakthrough. Uh, If you complain, it's as if you went to the desk, the front desk, and asked them to extend your stay. And say, no, don't worry about my next dimension. Don't worry about next level. Don't worry about that promotion. I'm going to stay here. So to complain means to remain another night. It's a terrible thing uh, when we complain. And so Jesus, you know, was talking to the lepers. You remember the story? Uh, The lepers came to him, and they asked him to heal them. And Jesus said to them by faith, go and show yourself to the priest. And so essentially what Jesus was saying was, as you take uh, steps of faith, going to show yourself to the priest. Why was that faith to start with? It was faith because the only time you were supposed to go show yourself to the priest was when you are already healed. And so Jesus was saying by faith, start taking some steps towards the priest because as you take the steps of faith, that healing is going to kick in. And so Jesus gave them what I like to call a grace instruction. Almost everyone that Jesus healed or or, or, uh, gave a breakthrough, he gave them a grace instruction or something to act on. When Jesus tells you what to do, it's not Jesus trying to be legalistic. Man, sometimes we can go so far in grace, we don't want God to tell us anything. We just want to, you know, chill out and eat pop. No, Jesus, when he says do something, behind that instruction is where your breakthrough is. Can I get an amen? And so Jesus tells the 10 lepers, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, you know, they realized that they were healed. Only one came back and he said, the Bible says he came back, worshipped him and said, thank you. And then Jesus said this. This is puzzling. Jesus said, were there not 10 that were healed? And then he asked this question. He says, where are the nine? And then he said this. He said, they were not found, they that came back to give God his glory. And I mean, think about it. One out of ten only came back to say thank you. That's a sorry statistic. Amen? If it's in any way the representative or the representation of what we have in the kingdom of God, one out of ten, then it's a sorry statistic. Amen? Someone shout, I'm part of that one. And so, how do you move from complaining uh, to contentment? How do you move uh, from complaining to contentment? Why uh, uh, should we be content? Let's go to First Timothy chapter number six, verse six. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. We should not complain, we should be content. Now content does not mean to be comfortable. It does not mean not having dreams and things that you're pursuing. Uh, To be content is an inward state of happiness and joy and satisfaction that is reflected on the outside. So you're not in a hurry to do something or to get somewhere. Do you realize that Jesus never ran anywhere? Do you know that? Jesus never ran anywhere. They told him, hey, listen, uh, uh, my child, my daughter is about to die. And he said, okay, don't worry about it. I'll get there when I get there. And he walked there and then he raised her from the dead. He said she wasn't sleeping. He never ran anywhere, never in a panic. You know why? Because he was in an eternal state of contentment. Man, whenever you see yourself panic, I was talking, you know, with Ashley Terradas. The first time they ever came, uh year was 2018, I think. And then uh when they, you know, uh, boarded the plane to take off to go back home, uh the thing wouldn't take off, so they were put in the hotel. And so while they were being uh, uh moved into different hotels at the airport, he got his bag which had all the passports and all the different things that he needed, all of his laptops and money. He left that bag right on the streets. Now, you know what happened? the streets. when you leave your bag on the streets in Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. And so he left that bag there. And then as they were checking into the hotel, he realized, man, the bag with the passports is missing. And so he took off running. And as he was uh, running, God told him, hey, remember, Jesus never ran anywhere. And so he stopped running. (laughs) And he started walking. And as he was walking, right at the corner, he met the lady from Delta uh, wheeling his bag. So if if he had run, he was going to miss that moment of opportunity to meet this lady with a bag. Jesus never ran anyway. He was in an internal state of contentment. Amen? And so we need to move away from complaining and uh, uh, go into uh, uh, contentment. Watch what it says. He says, now, godliness with contentment is great gain. When, when you have godliness, that is contentment, uh, you will have a great gain. So how do you become content? Number one, stop and look back and count your blessings. Stop and look back and count count your blessings I've realized that people who are thankful never complain Mm. amen People who look back and count their blessing, the things that the Lord has done for them, uh, they never complain, number one. Number two, uh, they, 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 they develop an internal, an internal state of gratitude, which is synonymous with this contentment that we're talking about. So always stop, look back, and count your blessing. We live in a time where people are just looking for the next best thing. You know, they've, uh, the, the, the you know, marketers and the, the, the world has just driven us into a place of what I call uh, obsolete uh, uh, discontentment where we, 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 we're just in a place of wanting the next best, best thing because everything to us gets obsolete in, in the first hour. You know, you can write a good song. I'm telling you, next month we're going to be asking for a better song than that one. If you go and buy a car, all they have to do is to change the lights. And then you, you're going to be angry at your car now. You're going to be mad at your car. It still functions. It can still take you places. But because, you know, they, changed the, they just changed the shape of the lights, everything else is still the same. The engine is still the same. The leather on the seats is still the All they did was just change the shape on the light, And all of a sudden, everybody is discontented. Because they, they have got to have the new one. Yeah. Amen? And with iPhones, all they have to do is change the, the number after the one. That's all they do. They change, they say, oh, you have an iPhone 13? We're going to take the three away and put the four. And all of a sudden, people aren't thankful for what they have because they're trying to get something that they don't have. Number two, if you're going to be content, live divorced from people's opinions. Live your life divorced from people's opinions. Uh, First Corinthians 4 verse 2, it says this. It says, now it is required that those who have been given... A trust must prove faithful. And so when God entrusts us with things, we must prove uh, uh, faithful. I'm reading in the NLT. And he says in in verse 3, this is the Apostle Paul uh, talking and man, it's amazing. Uh, He says this. He says, as for me, it matters very little if I am judged by you. In other words, it matters very little what people think of me. This is the Apostle Paul. He says it matters very little if I am judged by you or by any human caught indeed i do not even judge myself amen and so the apostle paul is saying he does not stop running the race to go and argue with the people in the grandstands on what he should be doing amen he see, sometimes the difference between the fans and the the the, the players is just the location. Unfortunately, sometimes both the fans and the players wear the same uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Amen? The only difference is, are you playing or you are criticizing? And so if you leave the race to go and argue with people in the grandstands, here's the truth. You might win the argument, but you will certainly lose the race. Amen? Amen? And so if you go around asking, what do they say about me? Do they like me? Oh, I'm going to get them to like me. So what you're doing is you're slowing down the race. Can you imagine running a marathon and I'm trying to convince everyone along the way to like me? Comrades marathon, they have a cutoff time. So do you. You only have about 100 years if you really do good in this earth. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so, you know, you shouldn't be using your prime time to try and convince people. The Apostle Paul says it matters very little. Did you see that? He says it matters very little if I am judged by you. And then he goes on to say something else. He says, uh, let's, go, let's go to the next verse. He says, for I know, not, I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. That's a powerful statement. He's saying the only uh, opinion that I receive of who I am is not the one that comes from men. It is the one that comes from the Lord. If you see yourself discouraged because someone doesn't like you, you're not spending enough time with the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, when you start spending enough time with the Lord, people like you, whatever. They don't like you, whatever. The Lord likes me. Aren't your neighbor said, the Lord likes me. (laughs) Amen. Not only does he love you, he likes you. And so if they kick you out, let me talk to young people here for a minute. If they kick you out out of their little clique at school, it doesn't matter. Jesus loves you unconditionally. Amen. 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 I said, amen. Amen. You have Jesus on the inside of you and he loves you. Uh, John 5 verse 44 in the nlt this is jesus talking he's trying to assure us uh what trips up our faith when we start to live uh this way when we are married to people's opinions jesus said this he says no wonder you can't believe he says "Uh aha now i know why you can't believe for you gladly honor each other but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is god and so he's saying you care about, you know, what did this one say? <laughs> what did this one say? Oh, man, I'm telling you, when we uh, planted faith church, I mean, we, we're different, right? We're different. We dress different. We have church different. I mean, I'm telling you. And I, I, I wasn't, you know, uh, mature in this area. I was still trying. I was still, you know, growing. And so I would go to all these, you know, pastors' meetings. And so no one gave me the memo that you can't go with Jordan sneakers. So I'd show up. I'd show up, you know hello and everybody's in three-piece suits and they'll put me at the back true story put me at the table right at the back and i realized man i wasn't welcome in this clique and i went to the lord complaining and the lord gave me this verse he says who, who cares whether they accept you or they don't accept you be yourself i've already accepted you and i started growing in that amen amen and so Jesus is saying, you, you gladly accept honor that comes from each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the Lord. The honor we should care about is the honor that comes from God. What does God think about me? God has approved you because of what Jesus did for you at the cross. I am accepted in the beloved because of what Jesus did for me at the cross. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. And the third thing is this. So stop, stop, look back, and count your blessings. Number two, leave divorced from uh, people's opinions. Number three, this is the third uh, big thought. Stop with the comparisons. Unhappy people have a subconscious software of comparing themselves to others. It's, 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 a, it's a software. You know when you have a computer? And uh, I've done this with, the, with one of my machines where it's running a software, but it's in the background. Anybody ever done that? And, you know, it, it takes, you know, Marshall and, you know, the guys who are really uh, uh, glued in with these things to say, oh, no, you had a software running in the background. We need to shut it down. And, and, and some of you have a software that's consists, and it's in the background. It's not right at the forefront. It's in the background, and it's a software that's continuously running in the background, and it's a software of comparing yourself to other. Man, you want to live an unhappy life? Start comparing yourself to people. Or better yet, some of you don't even compare yourself to people. That would have been uh, uh, worse, but it doesn't get as worse as you. You compare yourself to Instagram posts. Do you know how long it takes for me to take one picture that I will post on Instagram? It takes about 62 tries. Well, if I'm taking it with my wife and the kids, it's a different story probably a thousand times just to get one picture. And you're going to live your life... Com- you, you're trying to match up to something that I took after a thousand tries and I put it through Photoshop so I could flatten my stomach and put <laughs> biceps a little bit... B- you know, brighten my tone. And now you're trying to do it in the natural. I, it took me two minutes on the computer. It's not real. Amen. Yeah. Hey and some of you, all I have to do to mess up your day is to go to Lexus and take a picture with a car that's not even mine. Ooh, that software, you have you ever heard the computer start running the fan in the background? Ooh, that software will start running the fan. Comparing yourself with a car that's not even mine. Can I get an amen? And here's the sad news. Is that you can get distressed and stressed out for two weeks only to find out it was at the dealership and here's the terrible news you won't get any change for those two weeks that you wasted they've been taken away from your precious days amen I said amen and so stop with the comparisons what is the cure uh, to stop yourself from comparing yourself to others uh, it is to celebrate others amen. Amen? amen be intentional about running a software that celebrates others a software that opens doors for others let's go to second corinthians chapter number 10 verse 12 all of this is in the bible all of this is in the Bible. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, uh, verse 12 in the NIV. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and by the way, just a side uh, note uh, when you compare yourself, uh, it's actually a mockery to what God created you to be. When God made you, He threw away the mold, there's no one else like you. And God made you to be you. And when you compare yourself uh, to someone else, uh, man, you, you are saying, God, you did not do a good job. And so the apostle Paul says this in Second uh, Corinthians ten, twelve, in the NIV. He says, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, uh, uh, when you do whatever you do in life, uh, one of the things you need to realize is that you are running the race, uh, against yourself. When you become a better version of who you were yesterday, you're making progress. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. amen. and, 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 you know, enjoy the journey. Uh, where you are in life. Uh, You know, Pastor C. often preaches about this thing. She says, learn to steward the season that you are in. In other words, learn to maximize the the season of life that you are in. A lot of people have not learned how to maximize the season of life that they are in. And because of that, they keep postponing uh, their joy. They keep postponing uh, their life because they are waiting uh, for the next season. And when they get into the next season, they wait for the next one. And then when they get into the next one, they wait for the next one. I've met people uh, when they were young. They said, man, uh, when I turn 18 and I you know, go to college, that's when I'm going to enjoy life because then I'll be free. When they went to college, they said, man, I'm only going to enjoy life when I graduate after four years. And then on the day of graduation, they said, I'm only going to enjoy life when I get a job. And then when they get a job, I'm only going to enjoy life when I get a better one. And then they get a better one. I'm only going to enjoy life when I get married. And then they get married. I'm only going to enjoy life uh, when I have children. And then they have children. Ooh, I'm only going to enjoy life when these little rascals move out of the house. (laughs) And then the kids move out of the house. I'm only going to enjoy life when they come back to visit. And then before they know it, they are 99 years old. And they kept postponing their joy. See, if you're going to drive the garden route to Cape Town, there's no need for you to do it at 200 kilometers an hour. You may want to slow down and do it at 60 so you can enjoy the journey. Amen? So stop comparing yourself to somebody else. You don't know what they're doing. It may as well be spray paint on that grease ground. Green grass <laughs> Amen. And so when you make comparisons, it's an ungodly thing to do, because when you make comparisons, you always someone say always. you always end up at one of these two destinations. You always end up at destination superiority or destination inferiority. And none of these destinations glorify God. Amen. I said, amen. Amen. And and man, unfortunately, this spirit cuts across the entire body of Christ, all the way from the pulpit to the pews. Man, some of the most insecure people that I meet are the Christian leaders. They're the pastors. Man, they're always comparing uh, uh, themselves uh, amongst themselves, and they just. uh, And I feel like it's petty, and it's always going to lead you to destination superiority, which does not glorify God, it's pride, or destination inferiority, which also does not glorify God, it's pride. So there are two forms of pride that can come out of uh, comparing yourselves uh, amongst yourselves. The third one is. When you compare yourself uh compare comparisons will make you ditch your race and join the wrong lane it'll make you ditch your race and join the wrong lane you you know when you're running a race and somebody else is running their race if you're constantly running this software of comparison you there's going to be a great temptation for you to leave everything you're doing just so you can join that race because it looks uh, uh glossy from the outside It looks beautiful uh, from the outside. And so comparison uh, will make you ditch your race and join the wrong lane. And so what should we do? We should have an attitude of gratitude. We're going to end with this. And I think Nate uh, read this verse, and I'm going to read it too. Let's go to Psalm 100, uh, verse 4. Wasn't that awesome, man? I mean, they... they reading verses and praying and confidence the confidence Ooh, i love it amen Amen. psalm 100 verse 4 it says enter his gates with what with thanksgiving and his courts with what with praise Do, do do something do what give thanks to who to him and praise his name why don't you stand on your feet thank you jesus thank you jesus Man, I was I was I was on a time limit, and I'm out of time. Uh, they want everybody to enjoy a cup of coffee and uh, some cupcakes before the next service starts uh, in uh, 45 minutes. Thank you, Jesus. And so we're going to practice this. The Bible instructs us in uh, Psalm 100 verse 4. He says we must enter his gates with thanksgiving and we must enter his courts with praise. And just for a minute, you know, I just want to invite you, church, uh, just to to give thanks to God. Amen. Uh, Go back, stop, and, uh, you know, begin to reflect. If you are still here, uh, 2022, it means that you made it through the global pandemic. A lot of people didn't make it uh you know a lot of people you know uh uh, got sick and they just didn't make it you're still here uh a lot of people didn't uh their finances didn't make it through the pandemic you're still here uh uh, and god is taking care of you is providing for you is your father jesus is in your heart you're sanctified your boy i mean there's so many things just to be thankful for amen uh some of you 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 have families you're married you have kids and uh, you have uh, uh, grandparents, uh, both grandparents, uh, g- you know, grandfather, grandmother. I mean, there's so many things uh, to be thankful for. So just for a minute, just open your mouth and begin to pour out in whatever language uh, that that really ministers uh, to you. That that begin to thank God, begin to thank Him, begin to open your mouth. Come on, you can do that. You can open your mouth and thank Him, Amen. And thank Him, thank Him for taking care of you. Thank Thank him for protecting you. Thank him for divine health. Lord, I thank you that I have divine health. I have uh, two feet. I have limbs that work. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that all my organs function to the perfection. I thank you, Lord, for all my family members. I thank Siobonga Baba. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm here today. Many people didn't make it through the pandemic, and I'm here. Thank you, Father. Thank you for my beautiful for wife thank you for my uh, two kids thank you jesus that you entrusted me to be their father thank you father thank you for your provision thank you for looking after us thank you for faithful church thank you father for this family friends that we can come together join in our faith and worship jesus Uh, thank you jesus thank you lord thank you father thank you lord Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And this ought to be your lifestyle in your car. We always go on a fast. And just a reminder, as we go into December, as we go into January, as we go into uh, uh, these uh, next two months, man, as a church, we always go on a fast and we're fasting from complaining. With the hope that when uh, february and march comes that will be your lifestyle a new way of living life amen they say it takes 21 days uh to form a habit uh that will become permanent we're giving you 60 days and so when you go to work tomorrow morning and your your complaining friends invite you to the complaints committee to complain about the boss just tell them i'm fasting i can join you in february by then they would have kicked you out anywhere you. Amen. amen i said amen. amen when your cousin calls you on the phone say hey let's complain say Hey, i'm sorry i'm just sorry we can do it in february but right now i'm giving thanks amen, amen. i said amen. amen man don't don't complain to complain means to remain another night and you don't want to stay in the same place another night You want to go to the next level of your life. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.